Hey there, Astros fans. Hunter Brown took the mound for a second time. He looked shaky again, but don't worry. Things are going to be okay. More players leave for the WBC. And what is Dusty Baker thinking about David Hensley in the utility role? Let's talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. You know, we are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. Find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Astros. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros 411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. Guys, thank you for making us your first listen on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to us and go ahead and give us fat uh, thumbs up if you like us as well. And up in this corner, we have a QR code. If you go and scan that, that'll take you to Linktree where you can find all the all the different other ways you can listen to our podcast, including Odyssey, Apple, Google, um, everything like that. So go check us out. Make us your first listen on the way to work, at work, on your way home from work, uh, when you're supposed to be uh, spending time with your your significant other. Just go ahead and make us your first listen. So um, that's uh, let's go and move on to today's topics. Hunter Brown struggled with command again, like you're talking about, but yeah. I'm not worried about it. You have a whole bunch of players leaving. Now that's going to op- uh, open the door for a lot of younger players to do it. And Ronel Blanco did go ahead and get another uh, extended appearance. And we'll talk about everything that happened today. And David Hensley, wow, he's looking pretty good. He had had another home run. Also, in the second segment, we're going to announce our giveaway for the two Space Cowboy tickets on the 27th at Constellation Field. You'll have to stand by for the third segment because in the third segment a friend of the show that astros girl donated another set of tickets two tickets um and she's chosen the winner i just found out just now came came across my phone and we're going to announce that winner at the end of the show to the 28th game of space cowboys versus astros um on the 28th at minute made and thursday night for our listeners and our viewers you got to be watching our show to to be entered to win, we're going to randomly pick someone for tickets to the Minute Maid Park game on the 28th as well. We just had a listener donate tickets to give away. So Thursday night, we got more tickets to give away. So even if you don't win tonight, you have a chance to win um, two tickets, and they are some pretty sweet seats. So if you're just looking at what Hunter Brown did in the first inning, you would say, man, Hunter Brown is on point. He had a strike, two strikeouts. He only allowed one hit. Then it all fell apart in the second inning. And Martin Maldonado said he just looked so good in first inning, but he, uh, everything just kind of sped up on him in the second inning. He walked the bases loaded and then he was one pitch away from getting out of it. But then instead they, he went ahead and walked the bat, the bases loaded. Then you had yeah. Ty Buttry come in and what did he do? 
he walked three batters himself. And then it was the, in that whole inning, there's a total of six walks and the, uh, they allowed six total runs. And wow. so with six runs, six walks, three hits in that, um, or two hits in that inning, I guess that it was still a two hours and 18 minute game. It's still, it's so impressive how much this pitch clock is uh, saving time. I still absolutely hate it. I think it's a terrible rule change. I think it it's bad for the game of baseball. And I'll just be honest. I don't want a two hour and 18 minute game. I want a longer game. I want time at the ballpark. I want time to converse with my friends, but I want to show you real quick. I pulled these from the MLB, um, you, you know, website, um, Hunter Brown's three walks. And he talked about this in his three walks. Now, Eric likes to make sure he's still in the picture when I put the graphics up. So yes, Eric, we can still see your face. If you're listening, you have to go watch YouTube and check this out. It's actually quite entertaining. Um, but he got to two balls on all three batters. And once he got to two balls, he said, for, for whatever reason, I just lost him. So against Burleson, you can see he had a one, one count. He had a one, two count off a foul ball then ball, ball, a foul, and then another ball. And then you had the next batter um, come up, and this was uh, Gomez. Um, he started out with the ball, then he fell behind. He evened the count, and he ended up walking him. And then your third guy uh, basically um, comes up, and uh, well, I don't, know if, I don't know if this is the right order, but anyways, um, you got a called strike to start out with, and then you had four straight balls. You know, Eric – if, if you remember last year when Hunter Brown came into camp, he was working with command. He was struggling with spinning the breaking pitches. And on these on these at-bats, he was throwing a lot of fastballs for balls. He wasn't spinning curveballs out of the zone. He was throwing everything out of the zone, it seemed like, in that second inning. He's not worried about it. I don't think we need to be alarmed too much. I do know one of the first comments came up that said, just a taste – of how bad Verlander will be missed. He was horrible. Um, he, he was horrible. Long way to go for Mr. Brown. I think that's a little bit of an overreaction to Hunter Brown's first two spring training starts because honestly, we got guys right now hitting like 700 or 800 um, in spring training. They're not going to hit 700 or 800 during the regular season. You've got to take everything with a grain of salt. Now is the time, and this is why spring training is so important, Eric, because you work the kinks out now. He said, I don't feel like I'm in midseason form right now. I just feel a little off. Everything's going to work out, but of course, I think a lot of people are going to automatically go to, well, Verlander left. We're, we're, we're dependent on Brown. What's happening? Why isn't he the Justin Verlander 2.0 that y'all talked about? Yeah, and uh, just to kind of go off that point, I mean – I think these guys need to be demoted down AAA. Jose Altuve is batting 143 right now. You have Jeremy Pena's batting 188 right now. And then you have Chaz McCormick batting 222. Jake Myers batting 250. Yiner Diaz is batting uh, 83, 0.083. So there's a lot of people struggling right now. And so it's not just it, – it, it's not – the start of the regular season, he's working on stuff. And so what he also said is I'm trying to throw three strikes before I get to four balls right now. And I've got to two strikes and two of those counts just didn't put them away. So I, I threw some good pitches. They fouled them off. I just lost them. I really, I didn't really have the put away stuff. I just need to put guys away when I have the opportunity to. And also after that third walk, he almost spiked his glove. 
And you know, Dusty Baker saw that and he was like, let me go get him out of there before this all blows up in, in his face. Unfortunately, well, Ty Buttery didn't help the situation. Yeah. And you know, these things are going to happen. This is what being a major league pitcher is all about. I mean, we saw Lance McCullers give up five home runs in the world series and right. Lance McCullers, his most legendary outings are in the 2017 world series, spinning all those curveballs in a row, all those swings and misses and strikeouts. And so it's going to happen to the best of, I mean, Justin Verlander, it took him how many games in the world series to actually notch a win under his belt because sometimes baseball is not easy. And sometimes it requires precision. But if you look at that chart, and I'm not going to put the charts back up, um, I would tell you all go to MLB.com, look at the box score, and look at all the plays. You can go to each at bat, right? And you can look. He didn't miss by much. He wasn't, like, going six inches off the plate. His misses weren't bad misses. But, look, if you're tired of missing, swinging and missing when it comes to looking for jobs, you need to make sure that you go to LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business or like you got a pitch clock of only 10 seconds. And so you want to make sure that you're 100 percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I've, and I see these purple hashtag hiring frames all over the place and I hear great stories about them. Add that to your job, basically to your picture frame that you're hiring and people know this company is looking for good help. And they have simple tools like screening questions. They make it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. And this is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. It's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So if you're looking at Hunter Brown's LinkedIn profile right now, so far this spring training, it has, he's thrown 73 pitches and 38 of them have been strikes. That's only 52%. That's not really good. And opposing scout says that it's just, uh, it's, it's mechanical consistency. And so it's something that can be fixed. Maybe it's the whole pitch clock. He just feels rushed. So I think this is something that he can adjust and fix before the regular season starts. So I'm not in panic mode yet. And I think that of all people, he should be used to pitching with the pitch clock because he did in AAA. But at the same time, it's different in front of the big leagues. And uh, so somebody who's doing something a little bit different than he's done in past is Ronel Blanco. And he went ahead and pitched today. He, he only pitched two innings. He wasn't quite as successful. I do believe he tried to go out there for a third inning, but um, uh, he gave up three hits and he had one earned run, uh, one strikeout. His ERA is still 1.80 on the um, so far this spring, but, he does. He did throw 26 pitches in that game, so he's building up his pitch count. He probably could have gone an extra inning. I don't know if he went in the third inning or not. I thought I saw that he was going to go in third inning, but maybe he didn't. So yeah, well, and you know, um, the guy who came in behind him was uh, was Matt Gage. You know, he mm -hmm. had a strikeout. Um, then you had Melendez um, and Tamarez in the game 
with four strikeouts, eight strikeouts overall. And outside of that six run outburst, if, if, you know, Hunter Brown and Ty Butchery don't have these, I guess, implosions on the mound, you know, lack of a better term, um, that would have, that would have ended up a one, one tie game because there was really no offense coming out of the Astros. Um, but you know, this, this is going to be an interesting spring training, Eric, because it's been a while since we've had a world baseball classic. And most recently, we've had the rest of the players that were going to exit, exit in Altuve, Pena, and Martin Maldonado. So there's going to be a lot of people. Um, so, Eric, I want to ask you this because at the end of this segment, I'm going to announce the winner um, of the um, first set of tickets. But I want to ask you this. Is this a good thing for the players that are marginal or that are on the bubble getting more looks with the key major leaguers out? Or does it put the team at a disadvantage because the veterans, a lot of them are gone? Well, if you're looking at Ryan Presley, Jose Arquiti, Kyle Tucker left for Phoenix uh, yesterday, uh, no, today or yesterday, I'm not sure, but Hector Neris, Rafael Montero, Brian Abreu, Christian Javier, Luis Garcia, um, they left, and then Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, and Martin Maldonado uh, played today, then they left. So you have, that's a pretty big chunk of the Astros team leaving. So that gives players like Justin Dearden and maybe um, just a whole bunch of these young guys a chance to play. Like who's going to play right field for the Houston Astros now during spring training, now that Kyle Tucker's out there? Jose Altuve, that gives some other people some chances to play. So this is a great opportunity for these young guys who wouldn't have gotten a shot to play in front of Dusty Baker. And we saw how David Hensley last year impressed Dusty Baker. And what did he do? He got on the playoff roster last year. And so uh, spring training does mean something, guys. And so it's up to these young kids to take advantage of this opportunity. I wish Pedro Leon was not hurt so he can display what he can do. But I think the Astros do know what he can do. So I think um, we're going to see Jose Altuve um, definitely leading off against the Astros on Wednesday. And uh, Brandon Belak for sure is going against the Astros. And guess who's going to be pitching for Team Venezuela? Who's that? Ranger Suarez. Oh, nice. Uh, Phillies, this could be a rematch of the World Series, so that should be fun. There you go. Well, you know, I'm kind of bummed because I didn't think about it when I was planning our trip. Um, (laughs) We're going to be there, and most of the guys aren't going to be there. But that's okay. We'll still get to see, you know, uh, Bregman and some others. Um, You know, Jordan will be there. Hopefully he'll be hitting by the time we get there. Brantley, you know, he left for a second time for – the same family, family something yeah they we don't know what's going on. Yep. yeah that's what i'm saying they haven't said what it is kind of kind of a little concerning because that's twice in the last like week and a half so you hope and pray that everything's okay with this family he's gonna be um, ready by opening day i i doubt it i doubt it if if he's if he's missing this many games and he's still not swinging i think a michael brantley on, on opening day would be wishful thinking i mean i would love for it to be a thing but i just don't think it's going to be um so the bottom line is this, the Houston Astros have their work cut out for them. I'm, I'm going to, we're going to be talking um, about, you know, the top prospects. Okay. And pretty soon I'm going to be putting out an episode. Um, it, it'll be, it may be myself, Eric and Lindsay Crosby or myself and Lindsay, whoever, you know, shows up on that day. And I, I'm going to give you my top 10 movers guys that I think you should be looking for 
um, in the minor leagues to make big moves this year. But before we go on, I want to announce the winner um, of the first giveaways. And Thursday's tickets, Thursday's giveaway tickets will be for the March 28th game at Minute Maid Park, Astros versus the Space Cowboys. So that will be Thursdays, and that will be for our viewers only. So even if you're on Twitter or Instagram, you can't enter. You can only enter if you're watching the show live, and you can only win if you're watching the show live. But I want to congratulate our winner of the first set of tickets. His name is Craig. He goes by C Dennis 130 I asked people why they should get the two free tickets that I donated. And he said, because the 27th, which is the day of the game, is my 21st wedding anniversary. And my wife would love to see Maldonado in person. So I um, we have awarded Craig these tickets. I'm about to I'll DM him after the show um, in the at the end of the third segment. I've got another set of tickets that I'm going to announce from Twitter um, that were donated by that Astros girl. And then Thursday again. If you're watching live, you have a chance to win tickets, two tickets to Minute Maid Park. They're sweet seats for the Space Cowboys versus the Astros. Yeah, so uh, lots of tickets, and I'm sure we'll have some ticket giveaways throughout the year. We always um, end up with some tickets throughout the year. So um, I wonder if who's going to be patrolling out in center field this year because a lot of people think it's going to be Chaz McCormick. But uh, Jake Myers is uh, having a pretty decent spring training. He's making hard contact. He's always been a great defender. And he's actually healthy this spring. This is something that he hasn't been able to say the past two spring trainings. And so I'm not saying that, uh, I mean, we've been talking for a while that Dusty Baker has made made this a competition. And now you have Justin Dearden, who's kind of entering into the competition as well. Could he win the everyday role? I'm not sure. I think he's the number six overall top Astros prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. But for him to supplant McCormick and Jake Myers, that's a tall ask right now, Um, especially what McCormick did last year. But I think what we're going to see is maybe a semi-platoon to start the year to see who gets hot. And whoever gets hot uh, will go ahead and get the majority of the starts or we may just see a platoon unless one of them just seizes them. We're not going to have a pure center fielder like we had with George Springer until maybe Drew Gilbert gets up, maybe Pedro Leon, somebody like that. But Chaz McCormick, this is his opportunity to show that he deserves to take over this role. Well, you know, I'll tell you who, and I don't know if he'd be considered more of a corner outfielder of who I actually have ranked right now higher than Gilbert, and that's and that's um, Jacob Melton. Now, I don't know if Jacob Melton would arrive sooner, yes. but Jacob Melton has a high upside. Um, Eric, there are a ton of people, and when I when I release my list, um, I'll let you guess who my number one. A minor league guy is to make the biggest move this year and he's been making a lot of ways he has a beard he's 25 he's um his his initials are jd you know what i'm talking about he is my he's my top mover this year from the minor leagues and whether he starts this season or not i do think that it is possible for him to start on the roster i've been talking to some minor league guys about that and they said they would not be surprised um if they saw that the great thing is eric we have depth um, I think guys like Pedro Leon might, I mean, he still needs more time. I, I just don't think he's going to be a big mover this year. 
Um, you know, we, we've got so many storylines. Look, I know people are kind of panicking a little bit with, um, with, uh, you know, us losing Verlander, us having Lance McCullers on the shelf. We don't know if, if Brantley's going to come back. Jordan hasn't been swinging these, all these things, but I would rather deal with these issues now, Eric, and have these issues in the beginning of the season and spring training rather than they pop up in May or June where you're wondering, will they be back for a playoff run? So let's get the rust off. Let's get the kinks out. Let's let these guys get rested and get healthy. And then all of a sudden, I was like, Melton, 4%. You put Melton is number four. I just, look, the Astros may not have the highest rated minor league baseball system, but we talked to Jason Bell, one of the player development guys. And he's like, well, those rankings don't really mean anything to us because those are all based on signing bonuses. We have guys that are proven. I mean, look at all the guys now that are movers and shakers that are making. I mean, who would have thought Chaz McCormick would be a guy that contributed in a World Series? Who would have thought that Luis Garcia and Christian Javier? And I mean, the list goes on and on, right? And we've got guys that are going to be studs. I mean, freaking dude, um, Will Wagner, this kid's a stud. Colin Barber, we don't even talk about him. I mean, there's there's so many potential names out there, and I think you're going to be surprised how many guys have the ability to be on the cusp or even make it up to the Major League roster this year to help the club out at some point. But, yeah, Dearden has been playing like a number one prospect, watching him. Colleen's one of our more avid followers. I mean, she's here almost all the time. Darby, you're here. Mr. Richard, you're here. And yes, uh, Graham said frozen, Eric. Chaz's job is in jeopardy. It is something that it that Chaz realizes it's his job to win and it's his job to keep. Now, Brian McTaggart, I believe, had um, McCormick and Myers as basically battling for center field because of the whole seniority thing. But at the same time, I think Myers might get lost in the shuffle. I really like Myers. Um, but I, I just don't have a whole lot of confidence in him. It is just one of those things where we will have to trust the process. You'll have to trust Dusty. You'll have to trust the player personnel. And if you've watched our episodes where we've interviewed player personnel, where we've interviewed player evaluators and hitting instructors, minor league coaches, they know what they're talking about. And this is such a great thing. It's such a great problem to have. Um, they will enjoy the Chaz Chomp in Sugarland. Oh man, are, now he's not. I don't think you're gonna be ha- having him demoted down there anytime soon. I think Chaz is up here to stay. Whether he's a starter or not, I think is the big question. You know, um, Darby, we appreciate you saying um, thank you for entertaining us. And Eric is back. Let's, see, let's bring Eric back. There he is, Frozen Eric. We were like, where is Eric? You because you were about to say something and I almost completely fumbled it, but I think I did a decent job. Tell us what you were going to say before you went into oblivion. You didn't hear anything I said? No, you started to make a point and you went like this. So did you hear me read about McCormick? None of it. <laughs> oh, Okay, great. So I was just reading about Chaz McCormick and how he said he's got to earn his spot. I haven't proved myself as a starter yet. I've been platooning for my first two years. There's a lot of competition, a lot of good outfielders in the organization. Baker is going to do what he wants to do, and I need to be consistent 
Over the past two seasons, I've been a little inconsistent and becoming consistent is a goal of my this year. So yesterday's word of day was maybe. Today's word of day is to be consistent. We need Chaz McCormick to become more consistent if he wants to be the starter. Now, this is an interesting question. Um, you know, Byron Davis asked us, is Myers or Chazzy traded at the deadline like Siri? I don't think Chaz McCormick, maybe Myers, but you got to ask yourself. If someone like Myers gets lost in the shuffle, loses a spot, doesn't make it as a starter, how much value does he offer in a trade? He has a he has a value probably like Miles Straw does. Maybe the Astros don't see the total value, but he does have the defense. He can uh, steal some bases. He does have he, some. Well, he does, but he's going to have to win a little bit more confidence because I know there's a lot of people that watch Astros baseball that don't have much confidence in his defense right now. I mean, can he still throw the ball? Is he going to run yesterday, full speed? Not yesterday, but last year he dealt with the shoulder issue. So I think this is first time he's been healthy and he's looked good so far. So I'm going to, let's see how he does in spring training. But I think that if let's say Justin Dearden comes up and he has to have a position and it's between him and Jake Myers and they need a reliever or a starter and Jake Myers has to be part of the package or even somebody like Chaz McCormick has to be part of the package then maybe you have to do that because if if you need to upgrade the rotation at some point, you got to trade from your surplus. And at this point, you're, you're I mean, depending on the health of Michael Brantley, because you might need both of them to start the season. One plays left field, the other plays right field. So, I mean, sorry. Well, you know, field. he had that lineup in the outfield. He had all three of them out there at the same time. Um, you know, all that he had, he had Myers, he had McCormick. Um, and then who was the third person he had out there? Was it Hensley? Um, or Dearden? He, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it was Dearden. It was, it was like basically all three guys that you would thought would be going for the center field spot. They were all in the outfield. You know, um, someone, someone we haven't, you know, talked about and that I'll talk about later are just, like I said, these, these kids coming up like the Luperfitos, like the Meltons, like Drew Gilberts. And dude, I just think the future is bright. I don't think we have anything to worry about. Now, let me just let me just say this before we get into the season. Don't forget how we did not have to deal with injuries last year. Don't forget about that. I know. I know. Now, listen, I know what I know. McCullers was on the shelf until the end towards the end of the season, but everybody else was healthy. The right. Astros need something like that to happen again this year in the season. If it doesn't, it's going to look a little different. I don't think the Astros divisional standing is in jeopardy. I don't think their playoff hopes are in jeopardy. I still think they're the favorites to make it to the ALCS. I still think they're the favorites to make it out of um, out of the AL playoffs into the World Series. We may have a different road and a tougher road this next year because other teams have they've ramped up they've added players but i am confident in this club's um determination and the veteran nature that they approach the game and the way that they go out and play like they've never actually won it before and they still work hard every day so there's not going to be some slump some world series hangover this team's going to go out and grind and they're going to be one of the top contenders all year long as promised in our second segment we have a winner 
Ishmael wins a second set of tickets donated to us from that Astros girl on Twitter. These are for the March 28th Space Cowboys versus Houston Astros game at Minute Park. Enjoy. We've been in touch, and they are looking forward to going to the game. Yeah, I think that uh, I think so too, and I think that we're going to see awesome um, squad all year. But uh, tomorrow's game or Tuesday's game, you're going to have Framer Valdez, Seth Martinez, and Ryan Stanek pitching in that game. Uh, you'll probably see a lot less of the Astros star power, so to speak, because most of them be uh, traveling to the World Baseball Classic, where we get to watch them uh, participate. And I know um, Shoei. Shohei Itani apparently hit two home runs in an exhibition game and one of them from his niece. So I mean, it was atrocious. I mean, let me tell you, Shohei Otani has put that stadium was packed. Those fans love him and they they should. He's a he's a great player. I, I hate when he goes up against us because, you know, I love watching him hit home runs. It's not against the yeah. Astros. Yeah, Jose Altuve got dinged for a, a almost a shot clock violation, but a, a oh, um, yeah for a uh, pitch clock violation. It's weird saying pitch clock because he's a hitter, but he wasn't ready by the eight seconds, and that put him down zero to one. And that was the first time he's got hit um, with it because uh, he's one of the guys we were worried about because he has the whole like um, tradition or just um, just whatever the mechanism that he does to activate hitting. I'm going back to what was that game? What was that movie with um, a perfect game or what was it? Uh, with, oh, you're um, talking about focus of mechanism. You, yeah. Focus mechanism game with, um, with uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah. Kevin focus Costner, mechanism yeah. and everything kind of zoned out. Yeah. So I think that's um, what Altuve does when he does all that other stuff. But, um, but to his credit, he does strike out. But he did go back and get explanation. Most people will get all mad and be like, well, what the heck? But he went there and was like, okay, what can I, what happened? And uh, that's that's when you have a leader for love of the game. That's for the love of the game, not perfect. I've seen game. that like right. 50 times. I don't know why I can't remember. He was throwing it. a perfect game for the love yeah. of the game. So yes. Darby says this, and I'll just kind of, I'll just give a simple yes or no. He said, do you agree that the Astros are the smartest team in baseball? with contracts and trades like Jordan and many more, I think they're definitely one of the smartest teams. I mean, there's some other teams that are holding their own. I'm doing a great job doing it smartly, but yes, um, Crane got called cheap. There was a podcast where they talked about, well, Bregman's talking about um, testing the market and the house of cards, the, the house is falling apart in the Astros clubhouse because they fired their GM. And I'm like, do these guys pay attention to Astros baseball? But look, guys, don't make any mistakes by going to other places for Astros information. We are your number one source for all things Houston Astros. We are your only daily Astros podcast. Keep it locked into us. And it, after you make us your first listen, please make the Locked On Fantasy Baseball your second listen. We just had Dom and Matt on. They're phenomenal. They do Locked On Fantasy. They'll bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. And just throw this out there, JP France update. Uh, he should be throwing a bullpen in the next couple of days, but we still don't know the nature of his injury. So uh, maybe we'll know more in a couple of days, but that's all we got. And we'll see you tomorrow and go stress. 